0: This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. My name is Rakesh, and together with Anthony, we discover worthy financial news and derive insights for all you coconuts. We are part-time investors with an intense full-time career. If we can do it, you can too. So join us every Thursday for TFC Weekly Market Updates. Hey, coconuts. Welcome to another weekly Thursday Market Updates where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week... Three stories maybe, Well, maybe two stories And one news As we will So we're going to start off with CrowdStrike Earnings right? They've had uh, some decent numbers coming through As Anthony says, still lots of cash <laughs> uh, Second story, NVIDIA Earnings We touched on it very, very slightly last week but We wanted to bring down the numbers and a little bit of competition for you And last but not least, the Apple launches a new mixed reality headset we're here to break that down really see if there's anything to be worried about it really is it a non-event so stay tuned for that we can't wait for you to watch this one and listen
1: to this one let's get to it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
2: The first week of June, oh right, we're nearly halfway to the year. Yes, yes, yes. It's just the two of us today, coconuts. So yeah, but, but please keep listening. Thank you very much. Otherwise, I'll be yeah. very upset.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, I think we both will be, you know, you've heard us over and over again. Hopefully, you know, some, I think I had a friend that said, I listened to you sleep. I was like, oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you can, for listening. On repeat one so that he I just get yeah. like, my count out. <laughs> Yes, I was like, wow, thank you. Uh, hopefully, I'm, at least at least I'm adding value to your life. So really, that's mm. that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what we are looking forward to. At, at a high enough um, level, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for you, Coconuts, actually listening to us on the train or, or anywhere else, thanks again. Um, and as usual, we have three topics. This week, we're going to cover CrowdStrike. We're going to touch on NVIDIA as well. We touched a little bit last week, actually, but we're just going to go into the numbers this time. And last but not least, I think it was just a couple of days ago Apple launched a new mixed reality headset, and boy, oh boy, are we gonna talk about that Tim Cook is um, finally
2: doing something besides you know, I, wow, getting a better supply chain
0: and trying to move Apple out of China <laughs> transitioning finally moving from c o o to c e o right in actual invention <laughs> we'll see we'll see not yeah, yeah now to see whether the invention actually works in our la, yeah, but anyway, we'll save that for the end. Anthony, take us through Crowd- CrowdStrike.
2: Yeah, CrowdStrike. Um, I think I think it's one of those companies that, well, I like. So, so we end up covering their earnings yes, every quarter, do. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, just because it helps my own research process and, and all that. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this anyway. Might as well, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, CrowdStrike, what, what can we say? Uh, I thought the price action was really interesting. So when they first announced the earnings, I mm. think that on, on some headline figures, it was a miss. And so the algo started selling off and, you know, there, there was a bit of reflexivity and they actually went down 10%, you know, after hours, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, another 10% more and mm. maybe I can start buying. Then, the, yep. then when they actually opened it, it recovered most of that 10%. I was a bit pissed off. I was like, come on, oh, you yeah. know, um, and, and we, we can talk a bit about valuation later, but I was like, ah, damn, this is a waste, nearly a buying opportunity. Right. um, <laughs> But yeah, the the numbers themselves, I think they did it really well. Um, so they beat on most estimates, right? Revenue was up forty two percent year on year. EPS was oh up. wow okay yeah still still up forty two percent right and at what two billion ARR or more than two billion mm-hmm. ARR now, so so fantastic. Um, EPS also beat expectations. They are still not really profitable on on a gap basis, uh, because of stock based comp. But but they are getting there, and you know. But you know they, they're spinning off free cash flow. Their free cash flow margin is like thirty odd percent, and it's more than stock based comp, right? So there there is okay. real cash flow in this company. They are really looking at a lot less dilution. So the target is to dilute less than two percent this year, and they are well on track for that. So you know.
0: So they're reducing the stock based comp as as the years go on, lah. Yes, what, I think what there?
2: partially they they are reducing um and partially they're just buying back shares. Right? So so they have too much mm-hmm. so so they are recognizing stock based comp as you know a cash expense. I think that that's pretty much about it. Got it. Um still still strong company, free cash flowing, um still a lot of cash. I think they have like 2.9 billion in cash and cash equivalents. Debt is like 700 million, so net cash position <laughs> is great right mm. um so that's current yeah, per- yeah so that's current performance um expectations wise i think they, they raised their revenue guy again um so so i think last quarter they they set out like okay. 30 33 percent um revenue growth for the year um they said yeah we're we probably going to hit about 35 percent so you know they they increase their targets for themselves so hopefully they, they do another beat in in a few months and yeah i think you know I don't quite know why the algos sold off. Like, everything looks really positive. At least not... Okay, it's not positive, mm. but it's not negative, right? They are not missing anything. They are not adjusting for anything. You know, it, it all seems quite legit and performing as a
0: uh, company yeah. should. I, I guess one one question I have for you, Anthony, on this is, I mean, CrowdStrike uh, is, the you know, cybersecurity, so on and so forth, but they have quite a lot of AI or machine le- uh, learning going on in their, in their platforms, in their softwares, right? It has been for quite a while. Do you think you know has has opening AI has Microsofts add into this AI or push towards this AI ML field, um, taking away some sort of market share from from CrowdStrike? What are your thoughts there? Because for me, um, looking at it now with this massive hype on AI, this massive hype on ML. Okay, honestly, this massive hype on ChatGPT. dealer, right. Yeah. Um, How how do you see this playing out with with its competitors? Yeah, Microsoft, so I, I mean,
2: to me, the the hype around ChatGPT and um, Microsoft and all that is is really a hype around LLMs, right? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. AI, ML, they have been around for a decade plus. You know, it, Donkey donkeys. It's, yeah, exactly. It, it's not, it's not a new concept, you know, and and they have been applied in in a lot of situations, um, throughout the, the, the past decade. So you know, I I mean. I don't think LLMs themselves are a threat. So, you know, I think historically, I mean, you, you think back to CrowdStrike three four years ago. What was their value proposition? Right? It was that you mm. know it, it's automated threat detection. So I don't need it's essentially run. It's in the background in you know, a system. Something pops up, you know, and that's based on my experience with other companies and and other threat networks and all that. And then I can detect that and and send you an alert. Right? That is mm. in a form. Um, AI especially where it's predictive right and and th- then that was quite a big departure from how your traditional you know um, antivirus where you have to actually like kick scan and, and all that right so so that was actually the, the differentiator for you know CrowdStrike, they have been using AI type work in in throughout you know the, like it's the genesis of a product right so, so that's that I think where the new you know push is coming from, is and, and I mean, na- nowadays, if you are a, a CEO and you go on your earnings call and you don't say AI, you should be shot, right? <laughs> like, like, like literally, yeah, you, you your call, use, you, uh, you need to go AI, AI, yeah, yeah, AI. AI, AI, AI. <laughs> like every five words, <laughs> this will be AI and then stock price go up, you know? So yes. so I think one, so, so obviously they have to say something about AI. Um, mm. And I think where they are going with this is two things. One is, you know, with the rise of LLMs and and all that, they can help create something, right? They are they are trying to they are going to try to use that to help worker productivity, and, and to help um their their custom their customers' productivity, right? Because then you know it's not only about threat detection; it's also about you know um suggested actions, putting steps in place, and all that to kind of mitigate the threat, and that mm. is something that. You know, with the natural language ability of LLMs, so that they can try to do. So that's one. Two is, I think, you know, they they are trying to do more with the big cloud providers, um, except Microsoft. So AWS and Google, right? They are, they are going to build more applications on on specifically for for those um layers, oh, uh, sorry, for those vendors and that you know, it's, it's meant to be more AI-based and all that. So you don't actually even... So let's say you, you are hosting your data on the public cloud of Amazon. You don't actually yep. have to install a Falcon client on your personal device, right? You you can put oh. it on the network, right? And, and that is the track detection there. So I think that is where, you know, they are trying to expand their... their it's it's really a new uh-huh. product, right? It's a new product suite um, rather than is. doing just endpoint detection. So I think that, that's where they are trying to use AI. Um, I mean, how much of this is a departure from their actual current business? It, it's not, right? Mm. Like, with, without ChatGPT, without LLMs, they would probably still have done 80% of these things. Yeah. you know. But of course, now everybody wants to be an AI company, so everybody has to go and say AI, 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 and, and watch their mm. price go up, or in this case, not fall too much.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's completely fair. Um, I think for me... It's it's still for me. CrowdStrike is is something a bit different to this this AI ML Chat GPT. But I, yeah. I've seen a few articles, at least you know, researching for this um, chat, Anthony, that they have somehow combined it. But I think it's probably the fact that CrowdStrike is leaning away from Azure and leaning away from Microsoft and really looking at the other competitors as well.
2: Yeah, I mean that um, that's a purely strategic decision, right? Because mm. the the main competitor they have is azure sentinel of course right so course. you know why would you want to be on azure and and let azure, azure kind of steal a lunch and you know microsoft yes. are doing whatever they do best like, like oh don't worry i package it for you right you buy package azure for you i will give you sentinel um <laughs> at a very very cheap price you know don't don't even bother Crowd crowdstrike right i'll bundle it for uh, you that's how they kill slack you know that that's how they kill a lot of other people um. So
0: yeah, I mean, this is the Bill Gates mantra, right? Running from don't know how many years ago really. So. Yeah, it's just like
2: bundling <laughs> and packaging, and then you know after all they unbundle again. Um, but yes. and it's working, you know. And I mean, some people say that Azure Sentinel isn't a good product, but lots of people still use it, right? Just like how lots of people still use Teams, just because it's free yes. or cheap. You know, you, you just buy yes, it all. Yes, yes, yes.
0: You're talking about yourself here. I know. Yes. I can feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know but coming back down right so right now what is your p- what's your price to sell across so CrowdStrike 15 16 15? 15 16 about
2: that eh? um, so about you know point. by 2021 standards not high but I think by 2023 yeah, standards that one... kind of expensive
0: <laughs> exactly that's what I was going to say right 15 16 you compared to the good old days where everything you touch turns to gold is well, I think that one hit 30 right if yeah. I'm not mistaken uh, or like
2: 40 or some nonsense oh, yeah, exactly. number like that and people <laughs> are going cheap cheap for... cheap,
0: can buy yeah <laughs> And and now for, um you know, for, for 2023 and what's impending doom, as we call it, in 2023. <laughs> 16 is quite high even for tech, even with this rally that we're seeing. It is, it is.
2: Um, and I mean, I think there's two sides to the story, right? One is, is it expensive? Sure it is. Um, but two mm. is, you know, is it a good company? I think so right is, does it have a big time yes is it mature does it have good management all that i think that the answers to all that are, are pretty much yeah, yeah. quite unevocably, yes so you know you you pay up a bit for quality that
0: that's okay yeah. yeah exactly and and the question i have here is then what's the hold right because obviously your timeline even if it drops or it goes back up that's fine because you know it's a good company it's going to grow so if you are looking to invest in this or put more money into it what what do you expect the, the timeline to be i mean
2: honestly if I had spare cash. I might not be putting money into CrowdStrike. Like, I think it, it becomes a question of opportunity cost, right? So, you know, it's a great company. They'll probably compound for, like, the next decade. You know, they are early in their market. They are, they are still expanding. They have great margins and all that. Sure. But, you know, is there no other... At this price, right, how much better do they have to execute to get to where they need to be to justify the valuation, right? Because you you want like a high price to sales. It's only justifiable because you're going to spare, you're going to grow our revenue so much that even if the mm. price re- remains the same or, or goes a bit up, your your price to ratios ends up being a lot more normal-looking, like six or seven, right? So so essentially, your sales needs to double, you know, um to to, to get yeah. to that level. And at thirty percent plus growth rates, that takes two three years. So at the very so uh, assuming that it matures to plan, you are by buying now, you are kind of saying that you are expecting thirty odd. Percent growth rates on revenue for two three years um before Mm. you get to a decent valuation and remember at that time you are still not making money it's the same price you know so i I think you kind of oh yeah then it's the expectation you'll grow more um within the two three years because there's a bigger tailwind it's like that's the base case right 30 plus two three years that's how you get to this price yeah is it going to grow more um is there going to be more growth in future that you know can justify the price a bit more, I think then that becomes mm. the, the judgment call. So, you know, going back to the original question, I think it, it's at least a two-three-year thing where you can justify this sort of pricing. And even then, you know, I mean, markets are volatile. They go up and down, right? Um, no no reason to say why it won't have a, hit a bump in the road sometime down the line, right? It becomes a good yeah, opportunity.
0: Fair enough. I do realize my question was a little bit loaded asking you to look at the uh, Magic 8-Ball. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's okay. Um predictions are fools, Errant, right? So uh, I'll just be the fool yeah, and get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, In all fairness, we have been doing our predictions here and there, Anthony, right? Yeah, and they've been uh, good right? every I mean, every week. Look yeah, at exactly.
1: NVIDIA. So that's why yeah.
2: <laughs> Look at NVIDIA. I mean
0: look, uh, sorry, just, just to plug the, the cost that we're
2: gonna run, right? Look at NVIDIA. We, we have been talking mm, about yeah. that for the last six, nine months at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've been comparing it with Intel, don't know how many times, every quarter, (laughs) I think.
1: (laughs) And on that front... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I think it would be great to talk about NVIDIA. Now,
0: we covered it a little bit. Um, but we want to go a bit into the numbers. Maybe.
2: Yeah, so I'll just go straight to the numbers. Um, for Nvidia, right, because it, it's kind of old news now. So so let's just go through them quickly. Mm. You know, I think mm. revenue they, they beat a bit. Um, that that's okay. I think where it really led to that huge gap up was their projection for the next quarter, right? And and that was essentially a revision upwards from an estimated seven billion to eleven billion, right? So it was a sixty percent increase. In, in just the expected revenue for next quarter. um, And this okay. was supposed to be largely driven by the data center portion, which meant that they are expecting a 100% increase in, in sales in data center compared to Q1, right? Oh, so, wow. so Q1 wow. to Q2, 100% growth, right? Data centers. Um, so, I mean, and so, so with that backdrop, right? You kind of go, yeah, maybe 25% up makes a bit of sense. You know, um, it, it, it's going to become their, their largest um, contributor revenue. It, it's a good margin product. You know, they're not discounting to, to a win market share. In fact, it really seems like they are the monopoly and, and they're the only game in town, at least for most people who want to buy GPUs. I mean, I'm sure Apple has you know their own GPUs um, and all that, but they all still buy from NVIDIA anyway. Right? So... That competition might be coming, but you know there's still a lot of questions around whether other people who are not the mega tech can access the, the the competitive chips. So it seems like for the short term, you know, one or two years, Nvidia has a bit of a lock on the market, right? And you know, and and I think some smart elect try to push a bit harder and say, oh yeah, you know, second quarter is great. And I mean, I, I that's a question I had, right? You you grow you grow 100 in the second quarter. Obviously, that's not going to continue for the rest of the year. And even if that continues, that's not going to happen for the next year, right? We can't grow 2x quarter on quarter, right? That's crazy. But we still expect second half to be better than first half. So, you know, even if it maintains or there's a slight drop from the second quarter, um, just based on their committed sales, it seems like there's a very strong pipeline in the second half already.
0: So, you know, I think this is fantastic the the 100 percent growth tell me again um is the fact of the uh their new chips the new ai focused chips that they focused on
2: i mean uh, was that was
0: that right or
2: it's not new new i think we, we covered it six nine months ago we were talking about the the h100 and the a100 where, where they had kind of new architecture and right? we were making a point yeah. that this was a new product that pretty much nobody else had and nobody else could compete with right and mm. And that, yeah, that was just a new And seeing demand now. Like. And yeah, they're they seeing demand now.
0: Um, where are these competitors around now in terms of, you know, nine months later? Are there smaller companies running something like this with a better valuation? Maybe even listed companies, bigger companies l- are looking to compete in the space?
2: If you're a third party that wants to do LLMs, that wants to, you know, that, that's pretty much a startup. You, you can't go to the you can't really at this stage go to these companies mm-hmm. and, and buy their chips or buy compute. You know, you, you kind of have to still go to NVIDIA. So you know there there isn't really a reseller that, that competes with them, right? maybe that's the okay. way to put it. Um and you, you kind of see you know NVIDIA kind of preempting the competition, right? By and, and we laughed at this a few months back as well, by going their AI as a service, you know, you can rent compute yeah. and, and all, all that kind of bullshit. Uh, you know, so so uh, to me, those are moves to preempt the competition, right? Because you can see AWS or Google Cloud or Azure coming out and say, yeah, you know what? We have, we have our data centers. We have tuned yeah. our chips to those data centers. You know, let us, let, we will run a compute for you and, and we'll run your LLM for you. And, you know, you, you just come and be an Azure customer, right? And, and pay me that, that amount. Yeah. So you, you can see that happening. And I think that, that's where NVIDIA wants to kind of chop off the, or at least compete in that space as well, so so that they don't get mm. left behind and you know be be stuck beholden to all these big tech companies.
0: Yeah, 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 got it. Okay, cool. Um, I guess I'm just giving um, finding out more information as well for for coconuts out there to really see the market as it is, uh, yep. especially for Nvidia. Um, so in in your case, then if there's nothing stopping Nvidia from keeping this going, why not put money in? It?
2: I mean, I'm okay. So you know. In the short term, meaning nine months to a year, probably nothing, right? In the longer term, I think there are real risks, right? Uh, so so one is, mm. you know, even with this AI boom with LLMs, there, there really isn't a business model for LLM companies yet. How will they monetize and all that? I think that's going to be the issue. And if it's going to be a, a profitable enough market to afford all this compute, Right, because running all these uh, queries, buying all these chips and all that are are really expensive endeavors. Yes. So I think that yes. that's one immediate risk. Two is you know sure Nvidia is still kind of selling to all the mega tech companies and, and building all their data centers. Um, are those going to ramp up quickly enough to kind of not use Nvidia in in a, in a year in two or three years, and, and cut them out of the supply chain? Nobody knows, mm. right? And and I think they are secretive enough that. I, I can't make a proper assessment and i don't think anybody can make a proper assessment of whether yeah. it's doable yeah. i'm sure there's some software mode with CUDA and all that for nvidia but you know again is does that really last if everybody if the if the megatech companies can just wrap it all up within their wrapper do you really need that and i think that that's a different question Three yeah. years. I mean, you know, would they
0: would they even want to wrap it within their wrapper? I mean, Microsoft yeah. obviously, Google maybe, but the rest, right? So yeah, I mean,
2: but I mean, it's just the megatech companies, right? That, that have the ability to do that. Exactly. And if you're Nvidia, you know, and that's your competition. That that is scary competition, right? Because they have lots of money to try the problem. Yeah. Um, three years, we don't know what's going to happen in China, right? A lot of Nvidia mm. chips, not the leading edge ones. So I think the the H one hundred and the hop the whole hopper architecture is banned but they right. are still selling quite a bit of chips of the A-series to China. To China. We, we don't know whether they will get sanctioned and blocked off because of the geopolitics, yeah. right? Um, they, yeah. they are still really dependent on TSMC to fabricate the chips, right? If, and that that is yeah. a bit of existential risk for a lot of companies, right? If Taiwan gets invaded, the, the whole you know, chip supply chain kind of dies, then, then what happens there? <laughs> so, so yeah. you know, I mean... It's, I think the, the, I think it's a bit like hot strike right the company's well run uh, management's great they've executed really well they have great products uh, market leading products and they are still growing that's they, all fantastic but and the value then, then look at the valuation right and you go well that's expensive and you want to pay up for expensive companies that's fine but there has to be a limit somewhere mm. right
0: and I think that is the the problem no I think that's 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 a that's a good summary as well. I mean, I honestly believe they're not going. to China's not going to just walk into Taiwan, lah. But, uh, pre- <laughs> prediction. But you know, um, awesome. Um, thanks for that. So, how oh, buyer? Ah. uh If bye you, you have spec cash, don't know what to do with it, buy a bit. <laughs> awesome. Moving on to our third story. It is. It is in. Indeed Apple, right. um, but I think it's more of a fun topic really. Um, yeah, we've not been talking about them the a bit more um, recently. Yes. I,
2: yeah, I've kind of got over my myself and going, I don't want to talk about Apple, Apple sucks.
0: <laughs> Please, but anyway, <laughs> coming to the third topic, wow, did they release finally a new product? We've been seeing yes. this for how long? How long, Anthony? When was the last time they actually released some some product? Do you remember a new um,
2: one? I think last one was the AirPods, maybe. Mm. Like, either the AirPods or the watch, or
0: well, AirPods in is a new thing in that there is no wire, Because yeah. if you were talking about the actual AirPods, they've been around for ages. Yes. Yep. What are your thoughts on the um, headset? The mixed reality headset. Um. What is?
2: I think quite clear, even at this stage is, you know, we look at the last two big launches, um, the watch or airports, you AirPods. know, to the extent it comes as launch. It's not really a, a whole new, it's a whole new product line, but it's not a paradigm shift in terms of like computing and where you use um, compute and all of that. Right. So, mm. you know, this to me feels a bit more like either the MacBook or the iPhone. Right where they are trying to come up with a new, well, essentially a new platform, you know, um, where yeah. where people will you know try to use the product, and I think part of their pitch for it is you know this is the first Apple product where you are looking not at something but through something, you know, so so you, you still look at people you don't, you don't just bury your head in your phones and you know um talk to the phone you actually can look at people and talk to them so so yeah you know it's it's, it's interesting in that sense. I mean, I just don't know whether... And, and I mean, it's it's quite quintessentially Apple, right? It looks like an Apple product. Um, by all accounts, it feels like an Apple product. You know, that the color scheme and the, the slickness and all that are, are roughly right. And in terms of the launch strategy, it's also kind of like an Apple product where the mm. first few iterations aren't really for consumers, Right, they're for the diehard fanboys, the early adopters, and especially for the developers, right? Where yes. the developers get to play around with it, get comfortable with it, and come up with use cases for the product. You know, so I mean Apple has obviously thought of a few use cases like entertainment and all that, but you know, we don't actually know what the use case will be for this um until many, many years down the line. Right. It's like when you first got an iPhone, yeah. did you think that you would be using it for Grab or Uber? yes you know exactly. so so yeah. i think if this is the same paradigm shift then we are at a very 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 early stages
0: it is so effectively it's build it and they will come lah <laughs> um
2: i mean that that's kind of more the, the meta approach right um they yeah. with the quest and all that they, they are trying to yes. do something 3d-ish and and in vr mm. and they'll come um apple is doing a bit more of a different approach where it's ar slash vr which is also kind of the same as as meta actually
0: i believe facebook is also doing that right and i saw some um, similarities between this and was it the ray ban glasses that meta is trying to pull out um where you wear the glasses um, and from there you'll be able to see some information that just pops up Mm -hmm. Um, apparently there is like rumor where you put on glasses for example and just like uh, you driving from point A to point B, you need uh, Google uh, Maps or whatever. It's yeah. actually going to pop up in the camera or in the specs to tell you to turn left and turn right. Um,
2: yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the, the Meta um, glasses can can do that. I mean, not even the Ray Ban ones, but yeah. Even the Oculus Quest can do that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you
0: just need to get um, the right app for it. Correct, and I think you know that's that's a, a certain use case that I think Apple is trying to build on. For example, um, I see a use case for this with buying a new furniture in the house yeah for example right um perhaps even i think some of them said facetime because they can you can actually like put in and you can actually see them but you're still doing your day-to-day while you're still talking with people these are the early early case use cases that i see is it worth the price for me no yeah (laughs) developers definitely
2: (laughs) no but i I mean like these are kind of in in a in the least insulting sense of the word, stupid use cases, right? Because mm. I can FaceTime you. I mean, we, we are recording this, you know, you know, the camera and all that, and I can do work on the side, you know? And that, that's why I look to yes. the left and look to the right. And I'm doing work, you know? Yes. So, and, and well, I, um, obviously everybody can use Google Maps and then drive at the same time, you know? How, like... and. Is it really better that you get a screen overlay in front of you all the time? You no, know, I think that that is a bit of a. I mean, even if it's look through, even if people can see like fake googly eyes to, to kind of represent your your eyes, and they, and mm-hmm. you can track your your eyes there. You know, is, is that really, the, the best use case? So you know, I think yeah. it's probably one of those cases where we are early in the tech that there's going to be a lot that needs to be, um, improved on. Right, whether it's the battery life and all that, and maybe maybe you know this is more like the iPod than the iPhone, right? In, in the sense that mm. you know it it's a new it's a paradigm shift it's something different. Um, again, they are late to market and and you know other, other people have it in front, but that that's Apple, right? That that's taken for granted. Um, and and then as the technology improves and as things get better, you know three to five years down the line, you actually see the product that they want to sell. Right. Yep. So so yep. I mean if if I had to guess, I would say this is at this iteration, it's maybe more like that the iPod than the, the yeah. iPhone. Right. I mean obviously they, they want to make I it think... a compute platform and all that, but that will take time.
0: It will. And I think you're putting too much um emphasis on this being an iPod because I don't think it's the same I think when when uh Steve Jobs like revealed the iPod that was honestly paradigm shifting I don't think anybody had the same effect when they revealed this (laughs) Uh, yeah well no I I mean nowhere close
2: if you look at some of the the Apple websites they they are just all over this right Mm. sorry um Apple launched a product that is not ready for sale to next year we are still in June. Yes. <laughs> we not in September. Yes. I so, haven't
0: even brought that up. Yeah, exactly. It's next year. No one could try it, right? I, and <laughs> I, some, some
2: journalists got like 30 minutes with it. Um, I've read a few articles. Um, quite, quite interesting, right? Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, known problems with the meta headset, right? Things mm. like, you know, dizziness if you use for for too long. Uh, it feels very uncomfortable on the head. All of that, right? Um, whether those are really resolved with the Apple headset, I think nobody has got a chance to try long enough to know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I just think this is really interesting. Um, even if it's the next platform, you know, or rather, even if mixed reality or what they they want to call spatial computing is it, the next platform, you know, to, mm. post the smartphone. I mean, I don't think it's by any means guaranteed that one Apple will win. And two, even if Apple wins, like with the smartphone market, that Meta will lose.
0: Right. So, so it's yeah. neither here nor there. It's big enough. I guess the question here is you know, we, we talked about a couple of these use cases. Um, and it's very much a non event again, because these things <laughs> have been replaced in in, in our day to day lives. And is it really necessary, lah, right? Yeah. But Apple, in, in essence, is a B2C company. Yes. And if we look at this as B2B, or you know like for example the best use case honestly i can see is you buying a house or buying furniture right <laughs> and the people that would have pe- that would have it would be the people in the store going hey you know what here <laughs> take a yeah. look at it right um but apple's a b2c company they're not going to be a b2b company overnight or over one product um and i really think for me is how are they going to make this a large scale where everybody has one in their home i really i really have a question on that oh well, every person are going to replace right? the iphone <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. Or, or it might replace like the PlayStation, maybe, or your TV, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you still mm-hmm. kind of need to be somewhere within the confines. And, and I think that that's why it's a bit too early to, to say what it is, right? If, if it really iterates to be small enough like the Google Glass, mm-hmm. but with the current functionality, then you can go, okay, fine, this is a portable product. It replaces the iPhone, you know, but if it never ever gets to that form factor or you need to lug around a battery, you know, and all that, then maybe it really is more replacement for a TV, right? It's, it's instead mm. of watching um, EPL on Starhub, you know, you watch it, you you stream it through your Apple, what do they call it? vision something right vision at, pro vision pro and, and it's yeah. as if you are at old Trafford on the halfway line in the stands right <laughs> and, and i mean that,
0: that that is the coolest use case to me you know um you you get that effect i mean or it. or you're paying you're playing real football and the ai or the computer in the vision pro is telling you where to run based on where the ball is <laughs> that would actually that would be pretty cool yeah that
2: would be pretty cool <laughs> or, or or you you just watch the entire match from like you know um ronaldo's vantage point
0: big one on that, maybe not Ronaldo, but F1, given that the, you know, a lot of people are into F1 nowadays, yeah. that actually is a very, very good use case. Bro, bro. That, that one confirmed can... D Z, right? <laughs> 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 you, you, you watch yes. the 2D one,
2: sometimes you, you go a bit like, like, oh.
0: <laughs> you watch it in 3D, confirm Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy that they moved and, and tried something in this mixed reality headset. They are late to the game, but they usually... Are late and they try to do it well. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's see. I, I don't think this is a 12-month thing. I think we're gonna have to revisit this somewhere in 24 months. Yeah. But I do want to state. I do want to state one thing. Right. They have launched something uh, where it was next year. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I um, mean, you won't. But on coconuts, I don't know if you remember that. Um, they launched a charging wireless charging pad, and they <laughs> launched it in. WWDC or something like this for the next year that until today has not shown up, and they have removed it from their website. Uh, we've also seen delays on on products. These sort of products being. Why, being, why
1: ha- everybody
2: um, has wireless
0: market. charging now? Why ha- why does it have one? Um, no, it's a three. So it was effectively a one piece, yeah. and you put any any Apple device on it, whether it be a, the AirPods, whether it be the phone, whether it be the watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will just charge. Um yeah, but it found out that you needed the coils. Or, there was a lot of like um a lot of issues with it because you need to be at a certain spot for it mm. to charge. And I, I think see. that's the part that Apple was unhappy about. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I don't I know don't why they got pulled out, but yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh well, coconuts, it comes to the end. Hopefully, um, it was another entertaining session, and we'd love to find out what you think of the mixed reality headset or the Vision Pro.
2: Now or whether that you buy, clearly Nvidia.
0: wants to buy right. one, or whether yes, <laughs> will I will buy, buy one or buy strike. <laughs> <laughs> if it launches, and, six, yeah. yeah, technically you can really like, no problem lah.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> um, I've been spending money like water last last few months because my
0: my my portfolio
2: value looks very nice now.
1: <laughs>
0: wow! Nice, 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 awesome. Thanks again, Coconuts. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh. And trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.